Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I've told my daughter she's not getting a phone until she's 21, which I realise is wishful thinking, particularly when you consider the latest research from finder.com. They found that one in three kids under 12 have a smartphone. Kate Brown is the editor-at-large at finder.com. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hello. Good. Thank you. So I know parents tend to give their child a phone if they're catching public transport for the first time. Is that one of the main reasons kids are getting phones so young, that parents are worried about them getting to school on their own? Or We looked at it when we um, surveyed parents, did a nationally uh, representative research piece on parenting. And it, well, the first thing I guess to say is that we were quite surprised that 5% of children who are under five years old have their first smartphone. <laughs> I'm assuming they're only using it at home to maybe watch Bluey or listen to Kindling or something. Yes, um, yes. But what we are finding is a lot of parents are um, are choosing to get one because they they want to be able to be in touch with their children when they're out without them. So if that's catching public transport, perhaps taking themselves to school, and then we see a big jump jump up at around the age of 10 and 11. By then, one in three Australian children has a smartphone. Okay. Now, I'm going to get personal for a little Mm -hmm. bit because Mm -hmm. we are also friends. Mm. So I do know that in the past, you have also bought a phone for one of your daughters. And I seem to remember after you did that, you went, oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot to this. There is. What would you have liked to have known Mm. before you got the phone for your daughter yeah we bought um we bought a phone for our daughter ivy when she was in the middle of year six and she was doing a lot of after school care like drama classes and things like that so she was often and and my partner and I were working full-time you know back in the days when you used to have to go into an office every day (laughs) pre-covid so she was saying continually to us all the other kids have phones don't know if that was true but some did uh and sometimes there'd be we'd need to find out where she was when she did drama because they do them in different places so increasingly it was like oh Okay, but the things I learned, the first thing we thought we'd do is get her what I call a dumb phone. So we got her a Nokia so she could make and receive calls. She hated that phone because (laughs) most of the other kids had iPhones or, you know, Androids. And so she kept, you can't see me making inverted commas, losing that phone. (laughs) The other thing was Ed and my partner and I couldn't work out how to use it because (laughs) we've been smart for so long. So big mistake, huge. Um, that just didn't work. So then we got her a low-priced Oppo phone, which, you know, it was easier to use than an Apple and, of course, much less expensive. But there are a couple of traps for young players. Uh, my partner at the time signed her up to kind of unlimited calls and data, which is <laughs> Um, Thanks, Dad. She was on the Telstra network while we were on the Optus one, which meant even if we went into the country, she would still have access to the internet and we wouldn't. And also 
of course, she very quickly signed up to a bunch of social media things. And, you know, I had to retrospectively go in and, um, you know, put the genie back in the bottle, I, I suppose, by restricting things like Instagram, um, TikTok, because she didn't know how to manage those. And I didn't want her to have access. So it, it was a lot. And it was a lot. It was. And, and, and also just because she had this unrestricted sort of data, like even if we turn off the Wi-Fi at home, she still was able to, able to do stuff. yeah and I know that's what um that's part of what your research was is learning yes. if you decide to get them a mm-hmm. phone mm. how to do it safely so you don't have to put the genie back in the bottle you poor thing yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for making that mistake so the rest of us don't have to absolutely um, so let's start with the phone then because you just went through several iterations and quite frankly I think she was very lucky to have a Nokia Mm-hmm. It has yeah. to be retro cool by now. Yeah, you could play Snake on it. I'm oh, like, don't. Wow. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> oh, Snake. She didn't appreciate that. <laughs> I bet she didn't. So what would your advice be then in terms of a starter phone? Yeah, I would say, look, I found the Oppo brand very good. They're quite reasonably priced. They're easy to use. I am an Apple person, so I found the operating system for Oppo was not dissimilar to the iOS system. It's not the same. It's not owned by Apple, but it was fairly easy to use. I think we only had one, it only went missing once. Interesting. (laughs) It's a Nokia that seemed to go missing every two days. So, and it was fairly robust, nice and easy to use, big screen, looks very much like your your usual uh, smartphone. But look, they're only a couple of hundred dollars. So um, I thought that And do they have less accessibility to the internet, that kind of thing? They don't, unfortunately. So that is where it is really tricky. Most phones are, are designed to have as much access to whatever you want because obviously the market they're generally tailoring into is people that can do that so Mm. that is still tricky and so uh what I you know and this is an inexact science I guess with limiting access first thing is I would always recommend a prepaid account so you can a have more agency and control over what the phone's being used for and how often it's being used. The other thing is also it's a great opportunity to teach your child about money and for them to understand Mm. your phone too much, it's run out. When for my daughter, because she's on this unlimited deal, I don't think it even would occur to her that having and owning a phone costs money. And so for me, that's that was really key and we missed out on that. And it does give you a little bit more agency, I guess, around control. So that's more to do with what network you're using rather than the model of the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that your daughter signed up to all the social medias as soon as she got the phone, which is my biggest fear and really only concern about my child having a smartphone. Like, I, I think the answer is no, but is there any way of getting a child a phone and them not being able to access Instagram, all the things. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say Facebook because I know yeah. that's just for us older folk. Yeah, that's for like, you know, old people. That's so passe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. So, you know, when you sign up to these services, you usually need an email or a phone number. Now, obviously, the child has a phone number. You do need to sign in and download those apps. So that is a, a great opportunity to do that. Again, unfortunately, I wasn't the one that set up my daughter's phone. My, my ex-partner did and 
that was all set up in her name. So again, that genie was out of the bottle. So there's crucial. Ah, so when you set up the phone, set it up in your name and therefore they can't just download whatever they want. Now with TikTok, <gasps> you only have to download a phone number. And to my horror, my younger child who doesn't have a phone yet, she downloaded it onto like an iPad at home using her friend's mobile phone number. Like So then Devious. that account, like, I couldn't even shut it down because some little girl called Hayley that lives you know around the corner oh had God. set it up you know and it was it, and they did, she couldn't remember the passwords and that was really hard luckily somehow my daughter said she got banded from tiktok what does that even mean what did I she do <laughs> i'm like i don't know but she said oh i can't use tiktok anymore because i'm banded i was like uh-huh so there's just a couple of traps for young players just more generally and maybe this speaks to me and kind of the work i do for you know for work is i try and join these social media platforms myself and yeah. so a i know how to use them and b I am. Um, I hope my fourteen-year-old's not listening. I follow her and all her friends on Instagram. Ah, uh, smart. I kind of know what they're up to and what they're doing. Scary and mm, smart. It is scary, and I try and lay reasonably low so I don't like all their photos and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, and she knows I'm on there, and she knows that I follow. And I'm not allowed to put up photos of her on my my account because her friends all follow me because that's embarrassing. But there is something to be said for that. I know. Certainly my partner's like, oh, I don't use those programs. I don't have time. And I'm actually like, it is an investment in understanding your child's world. And also, look, I have a lovely window into what she and her friends are doing too and what they're into, which is really nice. But from a safety perspective as well, it just means I know how to move around in those spaces if if I need to and know how to restrict them or understand the, the, the state of play. And, look, I've had to do that with TikTok too, which is a whole new ball of fish look i don't i often get trapped in the reels on instagram because i watch all the dance videos yes <laughs> and then i'm just there for hours just scrolling yes. and oh wow that's cool so you meant i mentioned before that part of your research found that one in three under 12s have yes. a smartphone yes um were you able to work out the ideal age to give a child a smartphone? I mean, I know that every family is quite individual in terms of how they feel about those things. Like my poor daughter, me saying, not having one till you're 21. Yes. Ha-ha, yeah, talk to you next year. I doubt I'll still be able to say that. But (laughs) did you get a sense of what is possibly the most sensible age to give kids a phone? Yes. What we're seeing, and it does seem fair enough, is when children start year seven, when they start high school, sorry. Yeah. So what, yeah, high school in whatever state you're in. And that's a partly because by then your kids are going to be 12 or 13. They also are going to be most likely using public transport, getting themselves to and from school without mum and dad or a parent helping. They are less likely to be in any kind of formal after school care. That always blows my mind when your child starts high school. It's like, oh, they finish at three yeah. and then they're out in the world and you you might be in the office or elsewhere and it's like, oh. And then the other thing is increasingly, particularly in a cashless society, like those phones are so much more than just a way of being able to contact your child. It's a way of being able 
able to, you know, you can you, you can use them to pay for things. You can order things. They can order food. They can order their lunch at some of the schools. So it is a tool as well. Something I don't do for my daughter, but she is fairly easygoing, is you can also track where your child is. Um, I was waiting for that to come up. I, I am of the school of thought that that can cause more trauma than than yes. um, assistance. But having said that, my oldest child is very easygoing. My second's pretty wild. So check in with me in a year when she... <laughs> Um, but yes, I have a friend and her son is a bit vague and she always wants to know where he is. So, but I do catch her. She's like, oh, he's, oh, he's, he's, oh, he's at Darling Harbour in Sydney. <laughs> um, like, What's no, he doing there? From, yeah. And she's like, oh, and then she'll call him. And all one time he did actually leave his bag under a tree in a park. Oh my God. And then of course she could see that he was not moving. Uh, from the park and then freaked out and actually he'd, he'd lost his bag and then he went back and got it. So, you know, she had an unnecessary heart attack. So, yeah, again, take that with a grain of salt. It can be quite useful um, but it depends on the child and depends on how you like to roll as well, yeah. Um, and even then, harking back to finance, a lot of children now have digital pocket money accounts and so, you know, a smartphone is how you can transfer money over. They can see how they're saving. And, look, Kids see us using our phones for everything. It's impossible to insist that they're not going to want to live the same way. And increasingly, even with look at look at with COVID checking in and out in New South Wales, for example, yes. you yes. can't do that without a phone, really. So again, yeah, look, we think sort of high school. So usually most kids are twelve, and that's where we see those numbers jump up. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much to look forward to. Kate, yes. thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. That's Kate Brown. She's the editor at large with finder.com. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.